Awesome. I think we're recording. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the UTC Real Estate Club podcast. This is episode seven with your host, Nick Galbraith, and our guest, Antoine Martel um, in LA. You're from LA, right, Antoine? Yep. I was born in Toronto, actually, but I, and I grew up in San Francisco, but now I live in LA. Awesome. And uh, Antoine, just kind of our, our first segment of the podcast, just kind of going back from um, day one of uh, I was watching your Instagram and you said the last semester in college, you didn't, you know, you didn't want to go get a job. You wanted to do something entrepreneurial. Can you kind of just describe that process of getting into real estate? Yeah. So I was last semester or actually a year before graduating. My brother took me and my dad to a seminar about real estate investing, learned about real estate investing, fell in love with it. Um, and then I learned about flipping houses, wholesaling, apartment buildings, all that kind of stuff with that weekend seminar. And then what happened is I um, was graduating in about a year. I tried to do this in LA, like all of these different real estate investment strategies and nothing worked. I was like too broke, didn't have enough money to make all this stuff happen. So I started looking out of state, started networking when I was in college with people locally, like on biggerpockets.com. So I'd go message people all day long on bigger pockets. Hey, I'm a local college student. I want to learn how you invested in real estate. How did you start? And I would just go on coffee meetings all day long. I would move my classes from five to 10 PM and just meet people every single day. And then I finally, like after collecting all these stories about how all these people did it, I was like, all right, man, this is, I can do this. This is easy. And so I started calling people out of state, started building my team out of state, started choosing a market first market was memphis tennessee finally i cold called somebody who had a house for sale in memphis and i ended up buying that house raised the money from my dad so my dad had like forty thousand bucks in the bank he wanted to do something with it in real estate and so we ended up buying a house for like 35 grand renovated it for five grand and then did a cash out refinance on that deal like uh right before graduating and so then after I did that, that's kind of called the Burr strategy. So buy it, rehab it, rent it out, refinance it. So after I did that first Burr, I went to my dad and I was like, hey, I can keep doing this after graduating college. Just let me, just give me some time. Give me six months or whatever. Let me see how many of these I can do. And I ended up doing like graduated May, 2017. And then by December, 2017, so like scaled up pretty you still you still hear me okay Antoine I think my... I started selling houses okay yep I, my... I can hear you okay cool I, th I think my service is good week yeah I'm sorry you were buying you were buying and selling houses in Memphis yeah so buying them uh doing the burst strategy got up to like 10 houses and then started selling houses out of that portfolio because we had kind of ran out of money and we started selling them to like friends, family members, or just acquaintances. And people started buying these houses from us uh, with tenants in place, property management in place, um, fully renovated, rented out. And I was like, man, this is a great idea. Why don't we do more of these houses and sell them to our friends and family members, et cetera. And so that's exactly what we did. So 2018, we started buying houses to buy them, renovate them, rent them out, and then sell them to friends, family members other people in california new york other expensive markets and that's what we started doing and now here we are a couple years later we've done over 300 projects we're doing like 10 to 20 houses a month at this point 
um, and we're in like five to six different markets across the country. That's awesome, Antoine. And just kind of going back to um, your last semester in college, why why out of state? Um, and how was it? Can you kind of describe the environment of building a team, especially out of state, when in college, um, and just having your dad, you know, believing in you, you can do this. Can you kind of describe? Yeah. It? Yeah, so why out of state? First of all, when you have 40 grand and you're in LA, there's nothing you can do in real estate here locally. So it had to be out of state for so then I started looking at markets out of state. Okay, where can you buy a house out of state for 40 or 50,000 bucks? And so I started finding these markets out of state. And I was like, Oh, wow, you actually can buy houses out here for, you know, 20 or $30,000 renovate them. So 40 grand is now like a big budget. Um, whereas in LA, I mean, you need like $400,000 to do anything. And that's just going to be the down payment for your million dollar house and the renovation costs. So that's kind of why um, my dad and that kind of involvement was he was involved with me kind of every step of the way. So after I went to that seminar, me and him just kept like trying a bunch of different stuff. He was working full time. So after work, he would kind of come and we would have a chat about what happened that day or that week or whatever. Uh, and we would just keep trying different things. So we started to do stuff locally, started making offers on houses in L.A., just never got accepted. Okay, how about Fresno? Okay, how about Vegas? And then we're like, well, we're, we're going to do Vegas, which is like a six hour drive, we might as well do out of state, and you know, it doesn't make any sense. Um, to I'm never going to drive four or six hours to go like visit properties it doesn't make any sense. So then we started doing out of state. And that's really where like the light bulb went off that, hey, we can actually do stuff with our, you know, small $40,000. Absolutely. And what is um, what does your team look like today, Antoine? I know it's your family is all involved in, um, yeah. in this business. And can uh, I was listening to your um, the multifamily war room podcast with Charles Dobbins. So I got to hear your dad talk, Eric. Yeah, Eric, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, yeah, he's the actuary of the business. What are you yeah. describing? So that was that was really exciting. I got to hear him. Yeah. We had this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. So my dad. So my brother joined first, I believe, because he was trying to be a real a realtor in the Bay Area. He joined, and then my dad quit his job, and he's been working for like since we moved from. I mean, since he graduated college, so he's been working for like thirty years. So he quit his job, then my mom quit her job. So it's a whole family business now. Um, and then we have you know an acquisitions team, a sales team, which is um, my mom is on that team to help sell the houses. We have an acquisition team that goes and analyzes all the deals to buy. Uh, and then we have a couple of virtual assistants that help input data into our CRM and stuff. And um, so I think we have like close to 10 employees with Martel Turnkey. And then uh, we have some other businesses too that we started along the way, which has like a wholesaling company. Mm-hmm. So Martel Turnkey wanted to you know, buy more and more houses. So we actually started a wholesaling company um, to help wholesale houses to Martel Turnkey. And so I hired um, two of my friends from college. Uh, so a year after grad, a year after they graduated college, they were trying to do like these Shopify stores or e-commerce stores, and they were like not making any money. And so I went to them and said, "Hey, how about I hire you guys? And you guys, instead of working so hard on this thing that's not making any money, how about you both quit your jobs and come start wholesaling and wholesale deals to Martel Turnkey? I have you know a huge buyer for you. They're buying 10, 20 houses a month." And so gave them both a job offer to quit their jobs. They both put their two week notice and they started that wholesaling company January, 2020. So right before COVID started. And uh, now they're up to like 15 employees. 
and they're uh, they're doing like ten to twenty wholesales uh, a month right now. Wow, that's awesome. That's super yep. awesome. And um, you know, wholesaling is such a big um, thing. You know, call it like our listeners, college students can kind of jump into whether it be door knocking, cold calling. Um, so yep, how was that? Sure. How was that process kind of kind of um, unrolled when you got your two friends? I mean, two college friends, what, what were they doing at the start of it? Uh, so what were they doing? They were kind of, they were mostly setting up the systems and then buying lists and they were texting them because there was only two people. And I think they just hired like a virtual assistant right off the bat. So setting up their CRM, setting up their text message dialer, and then kind of just making sure everything was working. And then they started, they asked Martel Turnkey, hey, what areas, what zip codes do you want to buy in? Martel Turnkey gave those zip codes. Then they started texting those zip codes because they kind of knew what the houses were worth. And so they started texting those zip codes and said, Hey, you know, we're interested in making an offer on your house, et cetera, et cetera. Because with just one like acquisition person, when you're texting, I mean, you can do like 5,000 texts a day. Like you can burn through a lot uh, of texts just with one person. And then anybody that's warm, you can hop on the phone, close them. So that's what they were doing. And that's how they started, you know, scaling up pretty quickly was through texting and not cold calling because you can get through so many people uh, per day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, kind of starts from the wholesaling, driving those off-market leads to Martel Turnkey. Well, there's, you know, building relationship with agents, investors in these multiple markets, um, property managers, deals come from everywhere, right? You know, the relationships that you built. Um, So is, is most of the focus on Martel Turnkey, just kind of um, putting your resources in that and continue growing that or what's, what's your vision for your company in the next few years? Yeah. So Martel Turnkey, again, is doing like probably 150 houses a year right now. I think that's where we're going to hit this year. And then I think we're just going to keep scaling that up. Obviously it's just hard to like go from 150 houses to like 300 houses because you have to add a lot of markets. You have to do a lot of testing. And then also like the contractors and stuff on the ground, like they're hard to scale up. You can't go from like one construction crew to 12. Everything's going to explode and blow up and you're going to lose a lot of money um, because contractors won't show up. And then you're going to have a backlog of houses that need renovation. So there's a lot of shit that happens when you're, when you start like scaling up really quickly. Um, So that's why the wholesaling business is super interesting to me because you can scale that up. You just need to hire more people to do more acquisitions, get more deals under contract. And the buyers kind of come if you have good deals. And you can do that with marketing as well. So uh, I still spend like majority of my day doing the Martel turnkey, managing everything there, putting out fires. And then I also have the turnkey business, which I don't spend, I spend little to, little to any time on just when they have problems or questions, then I'll kind of help them out with that in scaling that up and, and stuff like that as well. So those two things are kind of uh, what I spend the most of my time on. And then obviously I'm doing other things as well and investing money in, in different places and flips and stuff like that. But yeah, those are the two biggest things that I spend the most of my, my day on. Absolutely. And um, what all markets are you in? Um, Antoine, I know you said five markets. I know it's Memphis. Uh, yep. Ohio. So we're, yep. So we're in Memphis, um, Cleveland, St. Louis, uh, Detroit, and Akron. What was that last one? Akron. Where is Akron? Uh, just below Cleveland, Ohio. It's like a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Awesome. Yep. And how are you kind of analyzing that data? I guess just in a, a simple, 
um, little process that you could tell our listeners just yeah so analyzing the data so i actually made a website that everybody can go to it's called investor-list.com mm -hmm. and so that will have all the data that i look for when i'm going and analyzing a market that's the data that i look for when analyzing the market so the population growth job growth what's the current population um the diversity of the workforce, the median home value, median rent, the rent to value ratio. So all of those things are things that I look for. And um, obviously you want a, po a population that's stable or increasing. You want some sort of job growth. Um, you wanna have a good uh, diversity of the workforce, obviously. Um, so that website is like, I took all the data from the seven different websites that I used to say on podcasts. The reason why I made the website, because I kept going on these podcasts and then people asked that question. And then I was like, man, I hate saying the same seven websites over and over, which is like BLS.gov, the Census Bureau, mm -hmm. um, Forbes, like all of these different websites. I just took all the data and then put it into one website so people can go see it easily. So that's exactly what I use when going into a new market is looking at that data. And then who the major employers are is probably the only thing that's not on that website. You want to make sure that you know the major employer in your in your city is not like blackberry or something like that you know absolutely absolutely and how how was that process of building investor list i mean it seems like uh, that back for coding and just you know integrating. No, no, i don't even know how to code um <laughs> this one of the one of the guys we hired for the the wholesaling business is a developer and so as a side project we worked on that and uh, yeah, he worked on it for like a month and a half or so, and we got it to a good MVP stage. And now we're just seeing how people react to it or what they want added. And then we'll kind of, you know, if people really like it and are using it a lot, then obviously we'll spend more money on it. But right now I think it's, I think it's a good uh, MVP. Mm, absolutely. And um, Antoine, what, what is, um, I guess, I guess your end goal in all of this, um, I guess just, you know, what, what do you, what do you want to do the, the rest of your life and just kind of, I, I guess, is, is that a good question that I formulate that, that right of saying, what would be your end goal? Do you want to do something? Um, and I know Martel Turnkey is um, something you really want to go with the wholesale operations too. Um, yeah. But what is your why? Damn. That's a, yeah, that is a good question. Um, what is my why? Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, there's a lot of like social impact you're doing when you're buying these houses, renovating them, renting them out. So I guess there is that feel good thing. But um, I don't know. I just love, I'm just like a businessman at heart, I guess. So I just love like taking a business, growing it, scaling it, hiring people, putting systems in place, and then like doing that again. And so I think that's my, I don't know if that's a why or whatever, but my my main thing or what I'm good at is building businesses, I think, and like finding good, good idea, finding good people to like actually do the work and motivating those people to be able to do more and more. So I would say that that's like what I want to keep doing for the rest of my life is building businesses. Um, for example, a couple of weeks ago, we actually started a trucking company because one of my investors was actually uh, in the trucking business for the last 30 years. So we bought like five trucks last week and now we have a trucking company. You know, like silly things like that, like just land on your lap and you just like take action. You're like, oh, this could be a really good business here. And um, knowing how to analyze the numbers and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's my uh, my main thing is like building businesses. And that's what I want to keep doing. 
uh, all the current businesses, I see having them for a very, very long time. I don't see them going away at any given point. Um, maybe stabilizing at some certain uh, or growing, you know, but not as not as fast because uh, you know, as the more and more time that I step away and start growing other companies, obviously you know, things are going to slow down and not grow as fast and that's fine. But I mean, if you're doing 500 houses a year and you have a good, strong team, I mean, it's going to be really difficult to go from 500 to a thousand houses a year. It's just going to take so much effort. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Antoine, um, what, what advice would you give to our listeners um, on the pod, you know, listen to this podcast right now, mostly students, you know, kind of where you started, like in college, not sharing your family, yeah. work for a job. Um, yeah. What advice would you give them? Um, I would say to just get out. If you want to do this, you have to find out two things. So like, if you have a family member close to you that has a little bit of money, again, my dad only had 40 grand, right? And most people are going to be like, oh, my dad, yeah, has 50 grand too, but he's never going to want to do this. Well, yeah, it took two years, right, of like convincing to, you know, have somebody invest with me, especially as a first investment, right? So this person is going to have to trust you and also know that that you put a hell of a lot of work and research into what is about to happen. So I would say you got to find that one person that's going to kind of be able to fund your first investment into this real estate thing. And then I would say network your ass off. So if you, you know, live in an expensive market, um, just network your ass off. It doesn't matter where you are, actually. If network your ass off on biggerpockets.com, I would go on biggerpockets, type in your zip code, find people that live around you that have done at least one deal, and go just take them out to coffee and leverage this college thing that all of you listening right now have as like a college student, because all of us see you as no risk, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. Because you can just use a college card to get in anywhere. Like, oh, I'm a college student. I'm doing a report on local real estate investors. Like, just make up some shit. And then go go to these meetings and coffee meetings and be like, okay, how did you do that? Exactly with this podcast and the questions you're asking. How did you do this? Where did you get the money? What would you recommend for a new college student to do in your shoes right now with a real estate market? Yada, yada, yada. And just collect like 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 of those stories and then put them all together and be like, okay, these are my different paths. And like, this is what I can do. This is where I can get the money. This is the kind of deals I can do. This is where I can do them. And this is who I can do them and or how to build the team. And then with all those stories, start actually doing something about it. Start taking action, you know, with that information that you're being given. I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I don't see a lot of young people doing is actually like testing. And maybe they're like scared to lose money or like scared to waste time or scared to be made fun of by their classmates or whatever um but just go out there and take action and that's probably the the next biggest thing after you go and collect all the data is actually like doing something with it which 99 percent of the people don't do anything with that's why on my social media i post everything because i know that nobody's going to do anything with the information but they love watching it absolutely yep that's awesome that's awesome antoine and um um um, something I found super interesting um, on your Instagram right before the podcast was your prediction on um, uh, how inflation will kind of affect the real estate market in the next coming years. And you, you know, you made your table and I just thought it was the, you know, how much time went into that, making that table and just, you know, how much research you were doing. And uh, yeah. if you would just kind of elaborate um, your vision. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think in that video, that was about how inflation is going to affect uh, like the real estate prices and also like debt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, oh yeah, yeah, I remember what it was about. All right, so currently the, the interest rates are like 5% and the interest rates, the government's trying to hold inflation rates at 2%. So the interest rates are at 5%, inflation, they're trying to hold it at 2%. But that's not going to happen with the amount of money that they printed last year. There's no way in hell that they're going to be able to keep it at 2% inflation. So what I'm predicting is that inflation is going to continue to rise from 2% to, let's say, like 6 7 8%. But if you think that that's going to happen, current debt right now from like Fannie Mae, you can go buy a house tomorrow and get a loan for like 3 to 5% interest. Okay, so you go lock that loan in place for 30 years. Then what you can do is... <laughs> You can go get this loan at 5% interest. And if you think inflation is going to go over that, that means you're actually going to make money from getting a loan for the next 30 years of your life. Because if inflation is 6% and you're paying debt at 5%, that means you have a 1% margin there where you're making money. Actually, you're actually making money from getting financial leverage. Um, And so, you know, with the inflation, with the, I get them all confused with the interest rates being the lowest that we've ever seen in history and with inflation being extremely low, but with the probability that it's going to go up, there's no better time right now to buy real estate with this very inexpensive debt that the government's pretty much giving away. Um, And even if I'm wrong, and even if you can lock in debt for 5% and inflation is still two or 3%, that's still an amazing you know, number, you're only paying the Delta, which is going to be two or 3% for your debt, which is nothing. Um, so even if I am wrong, it still is amazing time to buy real estate and get this long-term debt locked in place for 30 years. So um, that was, I think, what the gist of the video was about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to kind of hear the breakdown from you because I was watching the video. Um, yeah. And I know I'm kind of jumping everywhere, but um, I'm very um, interested to kind of um, to kind of see where you got the knack for building businesses. Um, was it, was it from your father growing up, just, um, you know, growing up through high school and college, um, that kind of just, you realized you didn't want to, you know, go down the job path and just do the, the W2 or what was it? So I think, yeah, I think it was growing up. My mom had a lot of companies and my dad was working full time. My mom had a lot of different businesses. So I was helping her with those different businesses growing up. Then when I was like 15 or 16, I mean, I started my first company when I was like, or started working at my mom's business when I was like eight years old, I was working the cash register. Then at 12, 13, 14, 15, I was selling stuff to all my classmates that I would import from China or whatever. So I was just complete salesman. They're selling the, you know, my neighbor's plums to the, the other people in the community with a wheelbarrow and stuff. So that was, that was me as a kid. And then um, my dad had me go to a sign up for an internship at a tech company. And so I was an intern at a tech company making like 15 bucks an hour. Um, it was a pretty big company. They were on, they were a public company, but uh, I was working at this company and I think he wanted to show me that, uh, you know, this is not what you want. You don't want to work in an office on a nine to five job making X amount of dollars, no matter how hard you work, you still get paid 15 bucks an hour. So, uh, I think he showed me that I did that internship for about a year and I was like, fuck that. I never want to work for anybody ever. Like, this is horrible. Cause throughout growing up, I always was selling my own stuff. And I was like, man, I could make more money selling my, my product 
whatever it was, the stuff I imported from China to my classmates than working at this job. And it's 10 times more fun. So I think that's what, uh, what I kind of learned through growing up. And then that led me to like, you know, start more and more companies. I even started like a, you know, a mobile app in high school and I got like a hundred thousand downloads and, uh, started a bunch of different companies along the way. And then real estate was the real, the real one that made me significant money that, you know, actually worked, but this is, you know, company number 20 for me. So there's a, I've just been doing it ever since I was eight years old. Absolutely. Just taking action, taking action on your, yeah. your vision. Yep, exactly. That's awesome, man. And, um, and Tom, is there any um, books or resources that, just, you know, just sharpen that, um, sharpened your way of thinking um, that you would recommend yeah. to our listeners? Yeah, so a must read is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, but I don't know if you had other people on the podcast that have said that book, but um, there's another book called that people don't mention a lot, which is uh, Sell It Like Sirhant by Ryan Sirhant. He's yeah. a million dollar listing. Oh, you know it? Okay. But he's a guy from Million Dollar Listing New York and he's a really good salesman. So if you're into, not even if you're into sales, like if you want to have any kind of business, you're going to need to know sales or at least how to run a sales team. So it's pretty interesting. I read it when I first, when Martel Turnkey was like in year one and I had like um, one salesperson and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's something I can learn in here. And it was, yeah, a really good book about a sales team, especially a real estate sales team. Um, so that was really interesting. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a, I'm reading, um, uh, it was a, the, another Ryan, Ryan Serhan's book. I think it was. Um, oh yeah, Big Money or. Yeah, yeah, big money energy. I'm, I'm about big money energy. That. Yeah, absolutely. Is that one good too? Yeah, it's really good. It, it's a really okay, good cool. book. I, you know, I'm I'm the person that likes to read like four or five books at a time. So like we're calling. Oh boy. You know, the information, but I'm slowing down. I'm narrowing down to at least one book at a time and just yeah yeah steps now. Um, yeah. I, um, the, what what you said at the beginning of just kind of starting so many businesses, having so many ideas where it can make an impact where they all kind of slow down. Um, yeah. Kind of see that, you know, personally, just thinking so many ideas and just, just taking it step by step, focusing on one and then kind of growing it from there. Um, yeah. But uh, Anton, is, is there anything um, else that you would uh, recommend for our listeners, anybody listening to this podcast right now, any advice that you'd want to give before <clears throat> we jump off of here? Yeah, sure. So the last thing I would say, that I noticed with a lot of young people is first of all, first thing is taking action. The second thing is taking action with the wrong, the wrong strategy for you. So like, what I mean by that is like, if you're a college student, you have no money and you don't know anybody with money, then you try to get into like stuff that requires a ton of money and a ton of time, like ground up real estate development of apartment buildings. It's like, kid, you're never gonna be able to do that while you're in college. Like, I understand that that's something you wanna do. And something I wanna do is in college as well. But what I did is I went and found somebody that was doing it and said, hey, how can I help you? You know, what can I do for you? Can I come work for you so I can learn that model so I can go and do it myself in 30 years? That didn't up, that ended up not working out obviously, but that's how I thought about it. So I want you to think about that as well. So if you call a student with, with no money, you know, limited amount of time, let's say, you know, maybe you need to get into wholesaling, maybe you need to get into 
you know, working for somebody else and learning and just learning as much as you possibly can. Right. Or if you know somebody that maybe has a little bit of money, maybe, okay, maybe now you can focus on doing burrs or doing small flips out of state and more affordable markets, but just make sure your resources match the real estate strategy. So don't go into something that, you know, that requires a ton of capital when you have no capital and you don't know anybody with the capital um, or requires a ton of time when right now you're, you know, you have a ton of courses that you're taking or taking 15 credits and there's no way in hell you're going to be able to do something that requires a ton of time. So just think about that when you're choosing the strategy to go down, don't go into a strategy that like, Oh my God, this one's so sexy. I love doing this or whatever. Like everybody wants to do ground up apartment building construction projects. Trust me. I drive around LA and I, you know, I'm salivating at them, but still I haven't done one because I don't even have the right resources to do that yet. Like, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket to do one huge project. I'm not at that point yet. Um, so just think about that when you're choosing, you know, where you want to put your action and put your effort, put it into the right strategy. Cause I think a lot of people waste like two years of their life, just spinning their wheels, trying to figure out how am I going to do Airbnbs when, you know, they live in Memphis, Tennessee, and they shouldn't be doing Airbnbs in Memphis, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that advice. That was, that was great. Well, Antoine, well, I, I really appreciate your time, man, and thank you for hopping on the podcast today. Um, absolutely. I think our listeners are going to love you um, um, and all the advice you gave and the backstory um, that you just unrolled cool. for us. Um, thank thank you, you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody listening to wants to follow me or shoot me a message, just hit me up on Instagram at Martel Antoine. You can go there and shoot me a message. I try to reply to everybody. So if you watch this, just um, shoot me a message and I'd love to help you guys out. Absolutely. Is there anything cool. else you want to promote at this time to our listeners? Antoine? That's it. I think that'll be best for the people listening. I think that's going to be best. Just reach out to me if you have any additional questions um, and I can help you guys get started. Awesome. Thanks cool. so much, Antoine. Thanks for having me.